podcast. Um, I am currently, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm currently sitting in the nursery in my pants and my bra because I am absolutely boiling. I've just got back from a walk with my mum. My mum came up to visit me today and um, yeah, got back from a walk with her boiling and sweating so because it's so humid outside. So I am now recording this podcast for you guys in my pants. Which I'm sure you'll all understand, especially if you're pregnant. You're probably there maybe listening to it in your pants. Maybe not if you're on your morning commute. In fact, I really hope you're not if you're on your morning commute. But hey-ho, you know, if you're in London, maybe you feel like you want to be in your pants. <laughs> um, so I hope you're all well. I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. I listened back to it and loved it. Absolutely loved it. If you haven't seen already... Um, I popped up, and in fact you may well not have seen because I've hardly done any promo on it and I probably should push it out there for you guys to even know it exists um, this afternoon. It's Monday today, by the way guys, this will be available for you probably tomorrow because I'm going to try and be super productive and get it up on the website and up onto iTunes maybe this afternoon, maybe tomorrow at some point. Um, but there is a YouTube video about um, that follows on from last week's podcast with the Grow Company. Um, it shows the products, some of the products that we were talking about. So it shows um, the Grow Swaddle, the Grow Snug, the Grow Bag. Also shows the Grow Towel. It's like a towel thingy, dry towel, I think it's called, which is so cute. Um, I showed it to my mum today. She adores it. I also show um, the Grow Egg, which is like a in-room thermometer. Very, very cool. It lights up with the temperature of your room. So if your room gets hotter, it goes redder. If it gets cooler, it goes bluer. It's very cool. Um, and Ollie the Owl, which is also, if you saw my Instagram when I went to the Grow Company, you will have seen I took a massive picture. Well, I took a picture of the Massive Owl, which is a fully functioning sleep aid. It's like a white noise maker. Um, with cry sensors and things, so I featured that in the pop in the YouTube video as well, um, as well as Ewan the sheep. Oh my goodness, he is adorable. So we were sent Ewan the sheep by uh, Sweet Dreamers. It's their deluxe version, so it has a new cry sensor inside, and it's got a um, red heart that acts as a bit of a glow light, but also a really soothing light to baby. And then it has all these different noises. Um, within the sheep so you you basically just press its tummy and it comes on and you can change between um, I think it's like heartbeat womb noise lullaby oh my gosh there's just so much on there um, and it's so adorable we gave one to one of our friends I think maybe last year I think I actually said in my podcast it was a few weeks ago but I actually think it was last year um, we gave one and they absolutely swear by it and it puts baby to sleep super quick. So definitely check that out if you're struggling to get your baby to sleep. If you've had your baby and you're listening to this, definitely give him a go. Um, or any one of these noisemakers. I know I've featured quite a few from My Hummy to the Ewan's Deluxe to Ollie the Owl. Um, they're all very similar but they've all got very tweaked, slightly different things. Um, but... Yeah, I will, when baby comes, I will be sure to let you know which one we're using most, which one we find most effective and why. It probably won't be the same for your child, but um, I will let you know. What I think we're probably going to do is 
take one to France for sure and leave it there. Um, but Hendrix swears by white noise, and I've chatted about this in a podcast before. He absolutely swears by white noise and loves it. In fact, we had, and I'd be really keen to get your opinions on this. And there are some of you um, who are amazing at coming back to me and helping me out on the questions that I'm asking in the podcast. Because we all know the reason I started this podcast is to help you all out and to ask questions that I have no idea about. So um, thank you so much for being a part of this and helping me um, as much as I feel like I'm hopefully helping you guys. Um, but we were, I was chatting with Hendrik about how it's going to work out the first night we come home from the hospital. So on that point, very briefly, we are definitely going to the birth centre I will come back to that though. Um, so yeah, we were chatting about how it's going to work first night we get back. Because Hendrik and I at the moment, we don't sleep in the same room. Um, mainly because of his work. So he has to wake up at weird times, go to bed at weird times. He's not using the garage yet, really, at the moment. But um, I still like having him in the house. And I am pretty stealth now with getting upstairs and not waking him up because he has this noise machine on so he can't hear little noises. Um, but obviously when baby arrives, I would very much like to be in the same room, mainly because I'm absolutely petrified of how this is going to work. Um, and also just, you know, not feeling alone in, in it. I get it when he has to work, but not when he doesn't have to work. He can definitely be there for me. So we got our Snooze Pod 3, which is absolutely amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but go on the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, Mum Talk. It is there. It's got its own little video um, because I love it so much. And also it features it in the Sleep Essentials video. It's fantastic. You can either put it alongside the bed if you want to. And it has all of these different height settings when you're building it. So you do need to measure your bed. That's quite important. I almost skipped that step, but it is important. Um, it has all of these different height settings, so it has nine height settings, and it's very easy to build, literally took me, excuse me, I'm yawning again, about 40 minutes um, to build it, and I did it by myself, it was very easy, but it's this beautiful dark wood colour, I think you can get it in white and grey as well, but I am beach I think, but I absolutely adore this colour, um, and you can take down one side, so when you put it alongside the bed, you attach it to your bed as well and you can literally be so I guess it's good if you're if you want to co-sleep with your baby or have your baby really within arm's reach if you end up having a cesarean or um, maybe you're just you want to stay in bed the whole time and not have to get out of bed to pick your baby up to feed or whatever um, so it's great for that and also it rocks which is amazing so you can lie in bed and just rock it and it has an acid reflux feature where there's, you, you're given an extra piece of frame and you screw that in and it helps lift the baby's head up so when you lie the baby down it's on a very slight angle which I think is absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant um, so we have one of those and <laughs> we're going to try and not put it alongside the bed to start with mainly because I have no idea how I'm going to feel about this as we go through pregnancy but if Hendrik and I ever want to sleep in the same room again, baby's going to have to go out of the room quite soon. Um, because of Hendrik's sleep and how important it is that he's 
you know, he really can't be disturbed. And I don't know, I really don't know how it's gonna work. And anyway, so we are gonna have baby in the room for a good few weeks, obviously, to start with. Um, but Hendrik isn't too keen on this idea in the first place. But anyway, baby is going to be in the room. We're not gonna put the baby bed up against, or the, the snooze pod three up against the bed straight away. We're gonna see if we can manage it just away. It'll still be an arm's length away, but it, he, she won't be right up against the bed. Um, so she'll be fully enclosed in her little snooze pod with both the sides up, obviously. Um, and I said to Hendrik, Hendrik sleeps with complete blackout blinds, white noise maker, the room is pitch black. I mean, you open your eyes, you cannot see a glint of light from anywhere. Anything that's charging in the room has to be covered over with a black sticker or charged in a different room. It is pitch black. And I said to him, how is this going to work? How am I going to, if baby wakes up, how am I going to see her? Or if I wake up and want to check on her, I don't want to necessarily wake you up just to check on her when she's absolutely fine. Um, or if I need to feed her, I have no idea what I'm doing, so I'm going to need to see my boob and I'm going to need to see baby's mouth and how she's latching and, you know, check I'm okay as well and get up, go to the loo probably, really, really fetching thing, probably going to have to change my maternity pad at that point as well after the first few, uh, for, for the first, first few weeks. Um, so, and I just, he just didn't get it. He was like, well, there's not going to be any light and you can't have a light. There's not going to be a light on all the time. And, you know, you, you're just not going to be able to see her. You're just going to have to just lift her up to your boob. And I was like, that's just not going to work, Hendrik. That's just not going to work. Anyway, so who, I really tried to make a plan. I really tried to be like, no, I need to have either a bit of moonlight coming in through the window or I need to have a night light, or I need to, you know, I need to be able to have something, otherwise you just can't be in the room, because it's going to be way too stressful to worry about waking you up and also be doing my thing. I think he got it, because I went to bed in a bit of a strop, as you can imagine, and then I thought, Emma, why do you need to make a plan? Why do you actually need a plan? You don't. You don't need a plan. Just see how it goes. And I'm sure, you know, pick battles to fight. And that just absolutely wasn't one of the battles I needed to fight. Anyway, he said last night, oh, that makes a great, the grow egg that we have that changes temperature. He was like, oh, that would make a really good um, nightlight. We should put it in our room. Or he was like, why don't we get one of those nightlights that you just tap and it comes on and then you can feed um, and if he doesn't need to wake up, then maybe he wears an eye mask or something, which he'll hate. But anyway, so we started off having one of those arguments. <laughs> it wasn't really an argument, I suppose. Um, but I have no idea how it's going to work first time around with couples. I would love to hear how your first nights were when you brought babies home, if there's mums listening. I really would love to hear how it worked, not necessarily with the baby, but just how it worked with your partner. Were they awake all night? Did they wake up with you? Did they sleep in a different room because they were knackered? Did they not? How, how did they feel? Could they take their eyes off baby? I mean, I'm just, I'm intrigued to know how men handle this differently. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to know. So please do get in contact. Email me or message me via social media. If you email me, it's just mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. I would absolutely love 
to hear from you. Um, so yeah, but hopefully the snooze pod will be an absolute godsend. And it also means that we're lucky enough to leave the snooze pod in the bedroom so and then we can use our little noses basket downstairs, which is going to be fantastic because it just means I don't have to shift it downstairs. It is, it's really light, the snooze pod, really, really light. Um, and it's super easy to move around, but we've got quite steep steps and I wouldn't want to carry the baby down the steps in the snooze pod um, downstairs. I think that would be quite challenging. If I just wanted to move her from room to room, that would be easy upstairs. But to take her downstairs or to not even have her in the snooze pod as I take the snooze pod downstairs, it's just quite a big piece of kit for quite a small person. Um, but it is fantastic. It is brilliant. And inside the snooze pod, I of course have the beautiful little green sheep mattress protector and also cotton, organic cotton sheets, which are super soft and I adore them. And I now feel ready because I now have sheets on the mattresses, <laughs> which knowing me, I will probably change and put a fresh sheet on when baby actually arrives, just in case there's any dust. But that's, that's what I like. So um, yeah, I will probably do that. But I don't know how pernickety I need to be about making things super, 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 super clean before baby arrives. Because obviously you don't want them to be too clean. You want her to come in and, you know, experience your flora around the house and when she comes home, finally. Anyway, so back to my um, birthing plan. Because I know some of you guys have been messaging me, asking me what I have actually decided. So I have decided to go to the birth centre. I think Exeter seems to be so well set up for everything that for the first, for our first baby, as much as I did want a, a home birth, um, I just think we're a little bit too far away. I didn't get the opportunity to mention it last podcast, but with my last um, midwife visit, she came to the house. And I think I mentioned this on a couple of podcasts ago that she was coming to the house. And we did. We chatted everything home birth, and we are that we are just a little bit too far away. I think we're about forty-five to fifty minutes. She said by the time she's called the ambulance, we've waited. Maybe obviously depending on the time of day, um, it may well be that we are waiting, or between calling the ambulance and being seen at the hospital, we could be waiting about fifty minutes. Which for me is fine. I'm not worried about myself, but for baby, I feel like that could be just a little bit too long. Um, so, Hendrik and I have come to a very mutual decision, and it has been a very mutual decision, to go to the birthing unit. Um, I was concerned they wouldn't have enough pools, but I think it's extremely rare. Plus, they have one on the labour ward, which you can use as well, and have a midwife rather than the labour team in there with you. Uh, so, that also put my mind at ease a little bit. So that's what we're doing. I finally made Hendrik pack a little bag for himself because I suddenly thought, if Hendrik's at work and I go into labour and he's got to meet me at the hospital, he's not going to want to sit in his flipping pilot's uniform <laughs> for however long. And I'm definitely not, well, I definitely don't have room to pack um, clothes for him in the bag that I will be taking to the hospital. So he now has a bag which is still sitting at the top of the stairs He's gone to work today, he's actually gone to Gatwick today, so he's gone to work today without the bag in the car, so 
Baby, we are not going into labour today, are we? No, because Hendrik hasn't got his clothes. <laughs> um, but he's also got things like my electric candles in there and he's got my diffuser. That was an interesting one. I don't know if anyone else has packed their hospital bag. In fact, his whole reaction to my hospital bag was an interesting one, which you'll probably laugh at, maybe because you had the same, or maybe just because you think my husband is ridiculous, and I would agree with you. Um, it was very funny, and he is very funny like this. But I was packing the hospital bag and asked, asked him to take my diffuser, because I thought, well, if I'm in labour, he's the one that's going to need to set up the room, so set up my diffuser to make the hospital smell, well, the hospital room smell nice. Personally, I hate the smell of hospitals. It makes me feel really sick. Um, I don't know. I think it's actually probably a psychological thing that I have linked to a smell, but um, anyway. So I thought the diffuser would be helpful, and I just have some tea tree oil, and I also have some lavender oil, um, or organic and essential, because that's one thing. He thinks diffusers are really bad for you. But I think in moderation, and obviously not you're not inhaling them straight out of the diffuser, then it's fine. Um, so I have I have that and I asked him to put it in there and he was like, I am not taking that. I am not taking that. That is rubbish. I am absolutely not taking that. If you want one, you're going to have to get a smaller one. And I was like, I'm not buying a new diffuser just for my labour. I barely use this diffuser anyway at home because we don't need it. So please take it. So he's got that, he's also got my speaker, he's got candles, and again, he freaked out the candles. He was like, oh, for God's sake, we're not going in to go to sleep. I was like, well, I needed to be relaxed and calming. So you can see how much of the hypnobirthing he's been watching with me. Absolutely none. Um, and then in my hospital bag, I'm going to do a podcast on what's in my hospital bag, but I, I've only got the essentials of what they really say on the list. To put in your hospital bag. I have nothing else. In fact, I only have one t-shirt, like a big, big t-shirt to put on um, after labour and kind of just, yeah, cover up. Um, I have big knickers and pads like you'd expect. I've got a water bottle and slippers. I don't even have a dressing gown because I figured it's going to be hot in there, so I don't even have that. Um, yeah, I mean, I barely have anything in there. Literally all that's on the list, the baby's bits. And it is a small wheelie case. But Hendrik comes in and he's like, I cannot believe you are taking a suitcase. And I said, well, I don't actually have an over-shoulder bag anyway that would fit everything. Because you need a towel and nappy. They take up so much room. And cotton wool and, you know, wipes for me if I want to just feel clean but not have to take a shower space for my bath bag um, so I can actually feel nice especially if I have to stay in for a little while sorry I think that was my email coming through um so yeah not ideal <laughs> and he was just fussing over the size of my bag and I just thought this is just not a something that we need to talk about because nothing is coming out because I actually genuinely need everything that is in that bag I have no niceties for me I have nothing that is not essential so I was so fuming when he was um, attacking my hospital bag packing that I printed off the NHS list and I was like if you want to go through my bag and you want to tick off everything on there and take out everything that's not essential you go right ahead and yeah I think he got the message <laughs> but has anyone else had that experience with their hospital bag because Hendrik just doesn't have a clue he's got no idea 
Um, anyway, I mean, I don't have a clue either. Maybe I won't need some of that stuff, but it was everything that was recommended to me. So I hope I've, I hope I've done it okay. Um, the other thing that I did do, ladies, is I did take some of my own advice that I've been given and have shared with you, but I will share with you again, is I prepared my post-birth pads. So the ones at home, that is, not the ones I'm taking to the hospital. I haven't done anything for those. Um, I figured I'm not going to be there long, fingers crossed. I have done some and put some in the freezer. So I found this really great stuff at Holland & Barrett called um, Dr. Organics Aloe Vera. But one of them's enriched with tea tree and tea tree and arnica. And the other one, it's a gel. And the other one is Dr. Organics, again, aloe vera, enriched with candula, candula, can, can, candula flowers. I'm not, I can't remember what, how you say it. Witch hazel and something else. Something else good. I can't remember what it was, but it's in Holland and Barrett, and I just bought it from there, and I put a big old squirt across my the pad, folded them in half, and then put them in a freeze-lock zipper bag and put them in the freezer. That's what I've done so far, and I did ten of those. Um, I actually haven't bought that many pads at all because I, I got the last two packs in Waitrose, so the, the ones that I've gone for, I bought one set from... Boots. I bought a pack of really beautiful tenor all-in-one pants pads, which I'm thinking I will probably use straight away, and then also in the night time, um, so I can just feel a little bit more safe that I'm not going to leak anywhere. Um, which brings me to also mentioning about protecting the bed. I hadn't really thought about that. We do have a cotton mattress protector, but that's all we've got. Um, and I'm just a bit nervous, so I thought maybe I'll get like a waterproof sheet that just goes underneath my sheet or double up a sheet or something. I don't know. I d I'm not sure. Did anyone feel? Did anyone? I'm sorry, men, if you're listening, but this is the kind of shit we have to deal with. Um, are there any ladies out there who did protect their beds um, for the bleed after birth, or did they find that, find that they actually did bleed that much? That they had to protect their beds. I'd be really interested to find out what what precautions you guys took. Our sheets are only IKEA, so it's not the end of the world if it gets ruined. But I would like to attempt to not ruin the mattress because I guess that's a memory that can't go away then, um, and unless you spread a lot of um, spend a lot of time scrubbing at your mattress, which I can't imagine is very nice. Um, so I can't remember why I got onto this topic. I think, oh yes, hospital bag, and then came back to this. Yes, 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 yes. So that's kind of been my week, really, last week. Um, just kind of getting these bits done, because I am 37 weeks this week on Thursday slash Friday. I am 37 weeks, so I am officially in what I am calling... The drop zone! <laughs> so any time from Thursday, Friday, I guess, I mean really any time from now, um, we could be welcoming little baby into the world. And I am, I mean, I'm not hoping she's early, I'm not. In fact, I'm hoping she doesn't come before August 23rd. Because August 23rd, which is only, it's not very long away, is it? 23rd, 10 days away. Um, 
is when it changes from Leo to Virgo. And Hendrik is a Leo, and I'm not sure I can handle two Leos in the family. <laughs> so I would like, I would really like Baby to be born after August 23rd. My actual due date is September 7th. It was September 6th, but it is now September 7th. Um, so who knows? I mean, there is not much room left in here. She is, driving's become really quite uncomfortable. And she is kicking me like nobody's business when I drive. I can pretty much feel, well, I feel like I can feel her head and also her feet going right up into my ribcage, which is so unbelievably uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Um, yeah, not ideal. But it is what it is, and I guess if she needs a little bit more time in there, then she will take all the time she needs. But around 38, 39 weeks would be really nice. I'm so sorry, I keep yawning. I think maybe I need a bit of an afternoon nap. <laughs> um, what else did I want to tell you on this podcast? Oh yes, I did want to tell you we received um, the sleepy head. So you may well have seen I put a really brief post on my Instagram, which I actually did get quite a few messages about they're not safe, yada yada yada, don't use them for sleep only use them when you're literally watching over them all this kind of stuff which I completely understand there have been some pretty horrific reports of these pods however um, we were kindly sent one by sleepyhead and I am really excited to use it because my beautiful friend Millie has just had a baby and I went over there to see her and she is using her sleepyhead and wow oh wow it's an absolute godsend. I mean, her little one was just snoozing and looked so comfortable and so cosy. And he was just on the floor in his sleepy head with a muslin, a breathable muslin over the top. Now, obviously, I get it. Don't use it for bedtime or unsupervised sleeping. I understand that. Um, but I do not see any issue in baby going in them. Um, when you are literally watching over them and you are barely taking your eyes off them, especially in the first, you know, few days um, or few weeks. I think when ours all come in really, really handy is also for travel because when you fly with people like Thompson, you don't get, um, I don't know what it's like with other airlines, but Hendrik works for TUI. So when you fly for people, uh, fly with people like them, they have so many babies, they don't give you a bassinet or a seat that has a bassinet that folds out in front. So what are you meant to do? Some people say, well, you've got to buy an extra seat for your baby, so you've got room to put them on there to go to sleep. Or, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? And I know we've chatted about this a little bit before, but I think it was in my Mama Lena episode, the Plastic Free Mama episode, and she mentioned she takes her sleepy head on the plane, and I thought, what a brilliant idea. So you just put your sleepy head on your lap or across yours and your husband's lap and you just put baby on top of that on in the sleepy head and it gives them something that they're familiar with, a flat surface, you're not holding them 24-7, you can maybe eat your meal whilst you've got them on your legs. Um, so I think that's when it will really come into its own for us when we take long flights um, and also when I'm just around the house or when I'm at my mum's. 
and I don't have, you know, all the gizmos and the bits and pieces um, that I have around the house here. I will just shove the sleepy head, if I'm going for the day, I'll, slough, I'll shove the sleepy head in the car and then off we'll go. And at least she has somewhere comfy and safe, she can't roll out of it, um, to go to sleep. So I'm really excited to try this out. I will let you guys know how I get on. The only thing I don't want to happen is to use it all the time, she gets addicted to it and then it'll be like taking a safety blanket away from her when we need to put her in the cot <laughs> or every time we put her to sleep. So we will just use it for day sleeping. Um, but I mean, I imagine some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, she's so naive, she's got no idea what's going to go on and how this is going to work out, but I'm giving it my best shot and we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, and that's about it really. I don't have a huge amount to report. I'm pretty sure in my last podcast we, um, where it was just me, I spoke about the growth scan um, and my baby shower. So I also had my mum's baby shower. My mum threw a baby shower for me last weekend on Sunday and it was beautiful. We painted more baby grows. Oh, it was so lovely. If you're having a baby shower, or a baby blessing, or a blessing away ceremony, it re and you're looking for an activity to do, it's so much fun, it is so much fun, and I have two half-brothers, and they came over, and they also painted <laughs> a baby grow, and I had actually no idea how arty one of my brothers was, it was a big shock, and he did a really beautiful one, so, um, yeah, it's a really fun thing to do and you can keep them forever or, you know, if someone's done a bit of a rubbish one, you can use that one as the poop one. <laughs> um, or cut it into a rag or something like that because they're all 100% cotton, so you can do that as well. So that's really lovely. I showed my mum the nursery today and I was asking her if I was missing anything practical or um, did she see that my kind of baby changing area would work well and how you know, can she see anything that isn't going to work? And the only thing she mentioned was this whole baby bath thing, which Hendrik and I are still discussing. Maybe you guys are chatting about it with your partners, your boyfriends, husbands, whatever. Um, it's a, it's a real way up, isn't it? Of buying a baby bath and then having to store it somewhere or not buying a baby bath and using your sink or just using your bath or bathing with it. Um, I mean, I just, I really don't know what to do because our bath is not an easy bath and even if we had a baby bath and we put the baby bath in the bath, it's still the same issue. We still have the same issue. So I think, I, I don't know, we may end up using our butler's sink. We've got like an old fashioned butler's sink in our kitchen downstairs. So maybe we'll use that. Um, but I think what I'm going to try and do is before buying a baby bath, I am going to try and, it's obviously for the first, at the beginning you don't bath them. So if it's just like a teeny little butt wash or something, then I can use the sink. But for anything else, I'm going to see how it goes with the butler's sink downstairs, I think. And if we really need a baby bath, we will then buy one. Because they're not cheap. They're like 24, 25 pounds. I guess you can get a, a cheap, much cheaper one, but then they can't support themselves in it. So I don't, I'm not sure I really see the point. Um, so yes, we'll see how it goes, but if anyone did buy a baby bath and it's been an absolute godsend, please tell me, because at the moment I'm hearing that baby baths have been the biggest waste of time 
and money and they're annoying because you have to store them. But if you did actually buy a baby bath and you found it the best thing, I would love, love, love to hear from you and hear how you got on with it um, and why you bought it. If maybe you're in the same situation that I was in, uh, then it would be really, really good to um, hear from you. So I know I've spoken about in this podcast quite a few sleep essential bits, but if you want to look at the real sleep essentials, definitely go and see the video because I was originally going to do just a podcast, but then I thought, you know what, you guys need to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I thought the YouTube was better. So go and have a little look at the YouTube. I think it's about 12 minutes long. It's quite long, but you can, if you think I'm waffling, you can always whiz, whiz through really quickly, really, really quickly. There's also a there's quite a lot of YouTube videos up there now. There's a nursery essentials one, which, um, or a quick look at the nursery, nursery so far one. That was done quite a long time ago. I've made quite a lot of additions to the nursery, so I will do another one soon. Um, probably not just yet, but maybe next week or something, when I've got a bit of spare time. Um, I'm actually going back to teaching on Wednesday, just for a day, so that'll be interesting. Um, which I'm quite looking forward to doing, actually. Um, but yeah, I will try and film another video of the nursery as it stands now for you guys so you can see everything. But yes, sleep essentials. So today, just so you know, if if um, you wanted to go back to some of these brands, I think I mentioned the Grow Company, all those bits on there, the Grow Swaddle, Grow Bags, um, from the podcast last week. So go to the video and have a look at those. I'll put the links in this and these show notes as well. You and the Dream Sheep, um, Jiluxe, from Sweet Dreamers. You can get that from Sweet Dreamers. They also sell them in John Lewis. I've seen them in John Lewis. Um, and I think Jojo Mamam BB also has them. And then My Hummy as well. My Hummy, um, also a really good sleep aid. These are the white noise makers. And then we've also got the Snooze Pod 3. That is what you will see... Um, perhaps on my Instagram and also um, in the YouTube video, the Snooze Pod 3 and the Sleepy Head. So I am very excited to use all of these bits and pieces and let you know how I get on with them. But the one that I really wanted to mention because they have been absolute lifesavers and I have, and I just discovered that you can buy them um, in Jojo Mama and BB. I didn't know they sold them and I, I that's the only store I've seen them in. But Bravado Bras. So this is a sleep essential for mum. <laughs> Actually, just generally a comfort essential for mum. I popped them on my Instagram quite a long time ago when I was first sent these bras, but I've since been sent a couple more. One of them, unfortunately, doesn't quite fit, but I'm hoping it's going to be perfect for when my milk comes in and all of a sudden my boobs are engorged. I'm hoping that bra will just be like a wonder bra and it will fit perfectly. But my boobs are not that big right now. <laughs> um, so they sent me this gorgeous, gorgeous, um, I guess it's like a bra that you can sleep in as well. But it's made of the softest, softest fabric. And it doesn't have any let down clips, which is actually really refreshing because I find them so ugly. Um, but it doesn't have any let down clips. It just has fabric that you can pull to one side really easily and get your boob out if you want to feed and also they're super for night uh, sleeping in because they'll hold they're not too tight around the chest they'll hold your breast pads in really really easily 
um, if you're using breast pads, disposable or reusable. Um, and then they also sent me another one which has like a white and black band underneath. I've got it in black and white. Same thing, but it does have let down sections um, on the bra. I will put it back into my... Um, back into my stories on my Instagram. So when you listen to the podcast, just go into my stories. I'll save it into Mum Talk, and then you can see the bras that I'm talking about. But go on their website, Bravado, and there are so many different choices, and they are all absolutely, well, I haven't tried all of them, but I've got four of their bras, and they are, I use three of them, because one of them doesn't fit, and they are by far the best bras I have ever come across actually ever, let alone just breastfeeding. And I know there are another couple of mums who I follow on Instagram, much, much bigger following than I have. Can't remember her name though, it's gone out of my head. Um, and she also absolutely adores these bras, so it's not just me. Um, and I'm not doing a PR push, I am just telling you from mum to be to mum to be, or mum already, if you're a mum already, that these bras are super comfortable. Obviously bras are very dependent on your boob size and whether they fit and your shape so maybe they won't work for you but if you are struggling to find a good comfortable bra that doesn't irritate your skin or hurt your shoulders um, then try Bravado, have a little look and try Bravado, they're great. So guys I think I'm going to leave it there because I have been talking your ear off for almost 40 minutes and I don't want to make this into um, something that you don't want to listen to <laughs> so Next week, um, I can't quite remember what I've got planned in for next week. So you're just going to have to wait and see. And I will catch up with you next week. Go check out the YouTube videos. Go check out my Instagram feed, which has a lot of the products that I'm mentioning in the videos on there. And I will speak to you very soon. Please, please, please reach out to me if you would like. I adore getting your messages, your questions your messages of love and support and if you need support let me know I'm here for you as well so yeah maybe I'll do a hospital bag one next week I will tell you what's in my hospital bag and I'll also do a YouTube video so you can see so if you are less than 36 weeks because they do say recommend you to um, do your hospital bag in your 36 week and if you're having a home birth, they also say do a bit of an emergency hospital bag in case you need to go in for something. Alright, have a lovely, lovely week. Enjoy your day and I will speak to you next week. Lots of love. Bye.